Welcome back, everybody, to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, here with our continued NFL draft coverage. Uh, recording today's show on April 21st, we are nine days out, excuse me, eight days out from the start of the NFL draft. Uh, the first round tipping off on April 29th at 8 o'clock. Um, today, we will be diving into the quarterback prospects and giving you guys my top 10 for this year's class. One of the better quarterback drafts in recent memory, especially at the top. We got potentially five first-round picks from these quarterbacks. So going to be real interesting to see where a lot of these guys go come draft night. Uh, seems like the top two picks are set in stone with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson going. Uh, but we'll get into all my rankings here. Uh, and just here we go. Let's start it off. Number one quarterback, uh, the obvious one, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Ever since he stepped foot on Clemson's campus, he's been deemed the future number one overall pick when he decided to go to the draft. Uh, really just the perfect quarterback prospect. Uh, one of the best we've ever seen up there with uh, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, John Elway, uh, guys like that. Uh, very good size at 6'6". Uh, he really lived up to the hype. I, I talked about this the other day when, if you guys haven't listened yet, my latest mock draft as well as my top 20 prospects. Uh, talked about Lawrence a little bit over there. Uh, but he's really lived up to the hype for the most part. Only lost two games throughout his whole college career. Uh, won a national title as a freshman. Uh, and he's really lived up to the expectations uh, throughout his career so far, high school, college. Uh, and now he's going on to the NFL, going to be the quarterback for the Jaguars. Um, got very good athleticism in that 6'6 frame. You'll be able to use him in the run game, I think. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to be able to run around and extend plays all the time. Uh, but good enough athleticism to get out of the pocket uh, and use his legs if need be. Uh, as I said, a good runner. Uh, he showed that he's durable. The only time that he missed throughout his college career was this past year due to COVID. Uh, no injury issues, so he's proved durable over a long period of time. Uh, he's just a pro-ready starter from day one. Might need to put on some more weight. Not the most muscular guy, especially if he's going to be running around a lot, but maybe a little bit more muscle uh, and clean up some of that decision-making. His decision-making... Uh, his interception numbers uh, were a little too high for, you know, to be the perfect quarterback prospect. Uh, but we're just nitpicking at that point. Uh, not like he's a turnover-prone quarterback. I think he's just going to step into the league from day one, uh, not take the league by storm like someone, you know, like a, a LeBron James did back when he entered the NBA at first. Uh, but I think he's going to be a very good player from day one uh, with potential Pro Bowls and All-Pro and leading the Jaguars to consistent success down the line. Number two quarterback prospect for me, that will be Justin Fields from Ohio State. Um, I'm, I'm super high on this guy. I think people are just actively looking for ways to discredit him and his accomplishments uh, and his potential as a pro quarterback. Uh, a lot of people have Zach Wilson as number two, but I'm going to start in Fields there. Um, super productive college quarterback. Not like he was a Tim Tebow type of guy where just was uh, just like a pure college player. This is a guy that really I think will translate well to the NFL, especially in today's age. Uh, great dual threat. Look, uh, Hope for him to get to a team with a creative offensive mind that's going to implement him in the quarterback run game. Um, I think he's going to be a great asset down in the red zone. He can really lower his shoulder if need be and get those tough yards. Um, but his ability to run, uh, extend plays out of the pocket, I think he's going to be really dangerous in the red zone, as we saw with him at Ohio State. Uh, a really strong arm down the field. Uh, tough as nails. That game against Clemson 
in the college football playoff semifinals this year. Uh, it was really something. It was a super eye-opening game. He was the best player on that field, and Trevor and he shared it with Trevor Lawrence that night. Um, I think he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's being looked down upon by some of these uh, teams and, and draft gurus and whatnot. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be out to prove something. Really hoping for his future success that he winds up with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco at three. The QB, a great fit there. Uh, he had a few down games this year against Indiana and Northwestern. Uh, but who doesn't have a few rough games? I mean, Lawrence wasn't perfect throughout his whole college career. Uh, Fields had a few down games as well. Uh, it's just a, it's a part of the game. We're, we're gonna, you're going to see that from time to time. Um, I, I just love him as a prospect. Great arm, great dual threat. I think he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Uh, and like I said, I hope he just gets into that system that implements his athleticism and his running ability. Third quarterback, we got Zach Wilson out of BYU. One of the highest rising prospects in recent memory. I kind of came out of nowhere this year and, and really lit it up. Uh, love his raw ability, uh, ability to create outside the pocket. Not like necessarily a runner, as you might look at Fields as more, or a, a guy like Trey Lance we'll be talking about soon, who can really use his legs. But he can use his legs if, if need be. Uh, pretty mobile. But his talent is just through the roof. Uh, ability to do all the throws. I heard a few things like if there was a horse competition for you know quarterback throws, Zach Wilson would easily win. Uh, he can do it from every angle. Uh, just he's a little frail, and, and he has had some injury issues, including a shoulder. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, he's had some of that hero ball moments, as we saw at his time at BYU throughout this season. But that's what they said about Patrick Mahomes as well. Um, if he gets with the right coaching and, and a good veteran backup mentor quarterback, I think that will be a big plus for him and helping hone in that bit of a hero ball. Um, I think he could benefit from sitting a little like Mahomes, but the Jets just trade out Darnold. Not really sure who they have in there right now to be in the quarterback room with him. Uh, but maybe if they were to go out get a guy, uh, maybe like a Tyrod Taylor, uh, just a veteran quarterback that can maybe help ease him into his time as an NFL starter. Good throw on the move, though. Uh, but he was kept upright a lot at college. Had one of the better offensive line in the country at BYU. It's going to be interesting how to see how he fares against NFL pressure. Um, only had 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions in his second year in college, but then really catapulted this year to 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. So I uh, would like to see some more consistency. I think this is a bit of a risk with him going at two, uh, but the talent is undeniable and he has the elite potential. Still a growing prospect, as we saw last year. Just got to hope that his situation with the Jets is better than Darnold, or he could just uh, wind up the same as him. Fourth prospect, we got Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Uh, he's right up there with Lawrence as like the perfect quarterback prospect, uh, the one that you would just put in the laboratory and say this is what we want from our quarterback. Uh, he, In terms of his size, strength, uh, speed, uh, and just natural raw ability, 6'5", 225 pounds. But minimal starts at, at the lowest level of D1 competition in the FCS. Only 17 starts. Not a big fan of taking guys, as we saw with Mitch Trubisky, um, that don't really have much experience and uh, like just starting experience at the college level. That was a, a big risk, and, and Trubisky ha has really uh, ha had not as much success as people thought when he would be when he was the second overall pick. Uh, and you look at guys like Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Patrick Mahomes, who played a lot of college ball, um, 
and they really have taken the league by storm kind of. So it'll be a really interesting case study uh, to see if he's another product of that not having much college starts and it really showing at the, at the pro level. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. But I think just based off his raw talent and ability, he is another guy that's worth the risk, uh, especially if he goes somewhere at like number four overall to Atlanta, maybe even three overall to uh, San Francisco. He could sit behind either Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo. No rush to play right away. Uh, give him time, uh, and he could potentially pan out big time. He's going to have to get used to the speed uh, and the strength of the NFL level coming from the FCS. He hasn't seen anything quite like that. So uh, one of the big things with him, he's he needs to work on his accuracy, uh, but he comes from a pro-style system, uh, is really deemed a, a smart cerebral player by everyone who's talked about him, uh, but really could use all the reps he can in the preseason uh, and practices against NFL competition. But I, I like the prospect, but I slot him in at fourth. Fifth overall will be Mac Jones uh, from Alabama. Has been deemed Mr. Intangibles, uh, a very smart player, very accurate. Completed 78% of his passes this year, best ever in the FBS in a single season, uh, and he was doing that against SEC competition. Granted, he was playing at Alabama, but still, 78%. That's pretty ridiculous, even for you know an elite high school talent. Um, he could have transferred from... Alabama with all their, you know, five stars coming in and whatnot each and every year. Uh, but he stung around, very competitive, very tough, uh, and he grinded it out and became that starter uh, and had that national championship season this year. Uh, so why is he number five, you might be thinking? I think he's another guy like Lance with limited starts in college, uh, sat behind two of for two years, uh, hurts another, only 17 starts, I believe, as well in college. Uh, his mobility in today's NFL – just isn't going to cut it besides for guys like Brady and Breeze. But as we see, they're starting to – Breeze retired. Brady can't play forever, even though it looks like he might be able to do but 43. Uh, the, the traditional just pocket quarterback isn't really around in the NFL anymore. Uh, you look at Phillip Rivers, too, headed out this year. A lot of people are believing that he's going number three overall to 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan just has belief in his accuracy, going to be able to get the ball to all their skilled players. Uh, and just go to work. Um, but in other drafts, I, I would he would definitely be higher ranked uh, up there, probably like in between one and three for me. But this is a special quarterback draft. Uh, and if you look at all the guys ahead of him, mobile, better athletes, uh, Jones might have already hit his ceiling as how good he can be. So it sounds like he's the favorite to go to the 49ers at three, though. Uh, another guy where it's going to be interesting to see where he falls. That third pick is really the start of the draft this year. Six overall quarterback prospect, we got Kellen Mann out of Texas A&M. Uh, another quarterback who has a lot of experience at the college level. And he really came on this year and led Texas A&M to a really good season. I believe only losing to Alabama. Very mobile, good athlete, uh, blessed arm power with velocity. I uh, can throw the long ball, fit the ball in the tight windows. Uh, probably the most powerful arm in this draft. He throws just bullets. It looks like he could be a professional baseball pitcher. Uh, but that's going to really help him fit those balls into tight windows. Uh, his big issue, though, is accuracy uh, and touch. He needs to work on those, and he could be another player that benefits from, from sitting out a year and, and working on those things behind the scenes. That can be attributed to his mechanics, so uh, hopefully those can be cleaned up with good coaching. But his best completion percentage in college in a season was 63.3%. 
uh, but he did improve every year, so that we could be seeing some more improvement there. Uh, but he's a guy where I would love to see maybe go to like the Steelers in the second round, sit behind Big Ben this year, and then potentially take over. But he's kind of like Lance, where blessed arm talent, uh, really good size, good legs as well. Uh, just might need some more seasoning at the NFL level before he's ready to compete. Uh, number seven quarterback prospect for me is Jamie Newman out of Wake Forest. Uh, another interesting developmental QB here. Uh, he transferred from Wake Forest to Georgia this year, but opted out due to COVID. Uh, would have loved to see him against some of that SEC competition, but he had some good success at Wake Forest. Uh, good size and pretty strong body at 6'3", 220. Um, another player who's kind of similar to Mond in terms of having some great arm talent uh, with, with that velocity and power he can have on his passes. Uh, and he was another guy who improved throughout his college career. And he could be on that track to keep improving into the NFL as well. Um, this is going to be a bit of a, a bold claim here. But he could potentially be, in my eyes, the Dak Prescott-type quarterback uh, that slips into that round three to five range uh, and gets into a situation where he could get some playing time and surprise some people. You know, Prescott was an extremely productive college quarterback, slipped into the mid-rounds of the NFL draft over some – some concerns with his ability. Uh, Tony Roma gets hurt, though, and he steps up and into a good situation with good offensive line play, good running game, and some good weapons in Dallas. And now he's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks uh, of all time. I'm not saying that he's going to be that good, but he's a player that out of this group I think I could see, if given the right situation, uh, could be a, a pretty solid starting quarterback down the line. Uh, that arm talent's there, uh, athleticism and mobility as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn into a starter one day if he gets into the right spot. The eighth quarterback for me is Davis Mills uh, out of Stanford. Was the number one rated quarterback coming out of high school, but never really got a click against Stanford. This was a this is a guy though who I started to see his name floated in some first rounds of the mock drafts. Um, if not, then the second. Just teams are apparently are just raving over his his natural ability and just his uh, pure arm talent. He was plagued by injury problems, which is a major concern at Stanford. Uh, but he is one of those pure pocket passers, uh, just blessed with arm talent, good touch, accuracy, uh, and is gaining a lot of buzz a as a player that could go higher than many think. Uh, is he worth the risk uh, taking that in the first or second round? I don't think so. Uh, but he could be one of those guys where things finally click for him. Uh, if he gets with the right coaching, you put some good weapons around him. Uh, but it's a big risk with him. Another player with minimal starts at the college level, I believe only 12. Uh, I think he's the worth the risk as a mid-round quarterback. Uh, and if you're try just trying to get a guy in there to develop, uh, potentially take over as a starter like two or three years down the line. Uh, but I wouldn't be taking him in the first or second round. Ninth quarterback for me is Felipe Franks out of Arkansas. Uh, my, my next two guys are, are kind of old and worried that they might have already hit their ceiling. Uh, but Franks is already 23. Uh, if you get him in the fourth or fifth round, I, I think he's worth the risk. If you're looking for uh, just that long-term backup quarterback for uh, an already established starter, uh, 6'6", 235 pounds, uh, and he's got good movement. Has SEC experience and has had some SEC success as well, uh, playing both at Arkansas and Florida. Uh, 6'6", 235, as I said, a, a big body that's going to help him out, I think, and make him an asset, I think, in the QB run game if need be, uh, especially in the red zone. Uh, a pretty solid arm. His accuracy isn't that strong, though, but an intriguing developmental guy that someone's going to take uh, the risk on. I, I have heard with him as well, with that size at 6'6", 235, 
a comparison to Logan Thomas, who was a quarterback at Virginia Tech back in the day and has converted into a solid tight end for the Washington football team, that Franks might be uh, in that boat as well if teams don't like him just as a quarterback. So we'll see with that as well. And my 10th-ranked quarterback is Kyle Trask out of Florida, as I touched on with Franks. Uh, a bit older, already 23, but this is your classic drop-back pocket passer. Um, won't give you much mobility-wise out of the pocket. And an interesting stat on him, never started a game in high school, uh, but is now in position to be an NFL draft pick. That's a pretty cool story. Uh, put up good numbers in the SEC this year with 43 touchdowns, but he was surrounded by two. Most likely first-round picks, if not a first and a second-round pick. And Kyle Pitts, who's going to be in the top 10, and Kadarius Toney, who's most likely a first, uh, one of my top 20 players in this year's draft. But that lack of mobility, I think, showed against Alabama uh, in the SEC title game where he was sacked five times, unable to escape that pressure. Uh, that's going to be a big challenge for him navigating pressure in the pocket, I think, at the next level uh, and getting out of the pocket to extend plays. I don't think he has the greatest ability there. But when given time... Uh, with solid weapons around him, I think he's a, a guy who could step in and light it up for a few games if need be, like a, a Nick Foles-esque type of guy where if you need him for three or four games, he could produce at a high level. But down the line, he, he's his flaws are going to eventually show. Uh, but he had 408 yards and three touchdowns versus Bama and really lit it up in that SEC title game. Uh, I would feel comfortable if I'm a team with a traditional QB uh, and a normal non-QB like QB run-heavy offense. Uh, not like a Baltimore or um, like a Seattle where you you rely on your quarterback's legs a lot more uh, than usual. And if he went to like a traditional drop back type of offense, even like a team like Tampa Bay potentially uh, with Tom Brady, he'd be a good backup in that system, I think. Uh, but Trask, uh, I project him as a backup going forward who could come in, uh, start some games, and win some football games for you. But that'll be it for today's episode, talking quarterbacks. Uh, we will be back tomorrow talking receivers, running backs later in the week as well. So make sure to keep tuning in as we approach draft night. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll talk soon.